You're listening to No Uncertain Terms, the official podcast of the Term Limits Movement. I'm Nick Tumbalides, and this is Election Week 2022. Your sanctuary from partisan politics. We've got a preview of the general election. I'll be discussing some of the U.S. Senate races and state legislative races where pledge signers are making an impact. Remember, Every time a U.S. term limits pledge signer gets elected, we move one step closer to our ultimate goal of passing term limits for members of Congress. This is going to be a big election, historic. You don't want to miss this one. All right. So I wanted to give you a quick report on the status of U.S. term limits for the upcoming election. Currently, there are 102 U.S. term limits pledge signers elected to Congress, and 881 pledge signers elected to state legislatures. Those folks in Congress, they've signed a pledge to sponsor a constitutional amendment directly, three House terms, two Senate terms, and no longer limit. Those state legislators have signed a pledge to support the term limits convention. You need two-thirds of states, 34 states, come together in a convention, they can bypass Congress, propose a term limits amendment for Congress on their own. Both numbers of pledge signers are going to increase substantially after the election Tuesday because candidates have been signing the pledge in droves. They've been signing the pledge at a record pace. Why is that important? Because term limiting Congress is nothing uh, if it's not a numbers game. It's about maximizing pledge signers at the state and the federal level to get an amendment proposed. And I've said it before, we don't need a majority of politicians to sign the pledge. That would be great to have. We've had it before. We had it in West Virginia, but we don't need it. We just need a committed core of term limits warriors who are willing to stand on the front lines and fight for this and rally other people, other members of the legislature, to their cause. Now, we've already seen it in places like Florida, Wisconsin, Missouri, Alabama. None of those states had a majority of their legislators sign the pledge, but all of them had a solid group who had signed, and that group was able to push and persevere, and it gave us political capital. It gave us the juice that we needed to pass the term limits convention in those states. So we're working on term limits convention. We're working on proposing the amendment at the federal level. No one's holding their breath for Congress. But members of Congress who support term limits are effectively celebrities. They are great spokespersons for the issue. If you have enough supporters at the federal level who've signed the pledge in prominent positions, you can potentially leverage that in the media and force Congress to have committee hearings again and force Congress to have a vote. So we'll start with the federal races, talk about that. Here are some of the ones on the watch list, uh, my watch list, that are going to be most impactful from a term limits perspective. First, the U.S. Senate race in Arizona between Mark Kelly, uh, the former astronaut, and Blake Masters, who I believe is a a tech entrepreneur. Um, Kelly is an incumbent. He's been in there a few years, and he has long refused to sign our pledge. We've reached out to him, our Regional director Ron Hooper has reached out to his camp. He won't sign the pledge. I mean, his wife's a former congressman, a congresswoman. They're all about politics, not about term limits. 
Blake Masters, on the other hand, is an outsider. He is a pledge signer. He has been committed to term limits for a while. He talks about it on Twitter, talks about it on the campaign trail. That race is probably going to be a photo finish. It's going to be very close because it's looking like a Republican year, which helps Masters. But on the other hand, Kelly has the advantage of incumbency, and we wouldn't be doing what we do if not for how powerful that advantage is. But it's an opportunity for a net term limits gain, and it's on our watch list. In Florida, pledge signer Marco Rubio is defending his seat against term limits hater Val Demings. Rubio is expected to retain. In Georgia, incumbent Raphael Warnock, who hasn't signed, is being challenged by Herschel Walker. Uh, Walker signed the pledge very early on, and um, it has been a, a bumpy road for him so far in this campaign, but the polls seem to be showing a resurgence. Walker is currently ahead. That's another attempt, uh, another opportunity, rather, uh, for a possible term limits pickup in the U.S. Senate. In Nevada, incumbent pledge avoider Catherine Cortez Masto is taking on early pledge signer Adam Laxalt, who's the former attorney general of that state. I remember personally putting the pledge in the hands of Masto's chief of staff. Uh, we were at the same event in D.C. I got the typical, yeah, you know, we'll pretend to care about this uh, grin, and I never heard from him again. But her opponent, Laxalt, is a signer. He's looking very strong in terms of polling. It's another pickup opportunity. In North Carolina and Missouri, there, two anti-term limit Republicans are retiring. Roy Blunt in Missouri and Richard Burr in North Carolina, who's had some insider trading problems. They are expected to be replaced by two pledge signer Republicans. Uh, Ted Budd is the guy running in North Carolina, the pledge signer Republican. Eric Schmidt is the guy. He won a bruising primary in Missouri, and he's been a term limits guy since day one. So you've got a net gain of two right there. In Ohio, there's an establishment anti-term limit incumbent, Rob Portman. He's choosing to retire. So that is an open seat. Uh, and the GOP nominee, J.D. Vance, the author, has signed the pledge. Um, his opponent, Tim Ryan, 20-year congressman, has not. Uh, he has refused. Ryan is unique because he's actually gone on record on multiple occasions to say he opposes term limits. I, I'll give him a little bit of credit for being honest with the voters about uh, that terrible and unpopular stance. Most politicians will try to hide it, and they hope the public never finds out. But uh, Tim Ryan is completely out there. Yeah, I oppose term limits. I oppose what 80% of the voters of Ohio want. I mean, is that a good strategy for Trying to win a Senate seat? Probably not, but, you know, um, these guys make tactical errors from time to time, and uh, I think it's it's a good thing that his position is out in the sunlight. But Vance is the term limit supporter in this race, and he is currently favored to win. And then we will briefly cover Pennsylvania. There, it's Dr. Oz versus uh, John Fetterman. Uh, Fetterman is not his real name. That's the name of the doctor who created him. No, just kidding. <laughs> Oz is the pledge signer here. Uh, Fetterman is not. Uh, this race has had a very tortoise and hare vibe to it, where Fetterman had a huge lead out of the gate. Uh, but since then, he has stumbled a lot, which has allowed Oz to play catch up. And uh, now I think Oz is a slight favorite in Pennsylvania as a pledge signer. 
He's replacing Pat Toomey, so this would not be uh, a net pickup due to the fact that Pat Toomey is a longtime uh, term limit supporter. He's retiring. He's term limiting himself. So um, if Fetterman wins, that would be a net loss for term limits. If Oz wins, that then we would maintain our position in Pennsylvania. Of course, there are some other long-shot pickup opportunities as well in states like Colorado and Washington, uh, maybe even Connecticut, my home state, where some of the polls are tightening. But just based on what I've covered here, we're looking to be in the ballpark of six or so net pickup opportunities in the Senate, maybe even more. You know, That's to say nothing of the House, where 20 or 30 net pickups is probably not off the table. We just don't have the time to go into all the House races right now. Maybe if we have some time on next week's post-election podcast, we will discuss a few of those. This is a public service announcement. Ron DeSantis strikes again. You know, No Uncertain Terms is a nonpartisan podcast produced by a nonpartisan organization, U.S. Term Limits, on behalf of a nonpartisan issue, Term Limits. So it might seem a little off-putting to some that we run so many clips of Florida Governor Ron DeSantis on our show. We get it, but what can we do? Governor DeSantis is always talking about term limits. Plus, both as a U.S. representative and now as governor, he has taken concrete steps to enact or defend existing term limits at the federal, state, and now county level. So here we go again. But you see what they're, they're, they're producing this slop up in Washington, you people like Nancy Pelosi, who, by the way, you want to talk about putting a tired donkey out to pasture, you can get that done very soon. So, but here's the thing, you see people like Pelosi, and what it shows me, I mean, she's been doing this for so long, We need term limits for members of Congress. Come on. Well, we can't forget about the state legislatures. There are thousands of races Tuesday for state House and state Senate. Many of them are across our target states. And these are not household names unless you happen to live in the state, but They are extremely important, and I'll give you a few examples of why that's the case. In Arizona, we keep coming back to it because it's become the term limits state of the West. It's ground zero. And there, we have passed the term limits convention through the state house multiple times, but we have yet to pass the Senate. And as recently as this year, we came within two votes of passing the Senate. It's absolutely imperative that we get to the magic number of 16 votes to pass the Arizona Senate. But the Senate is being shaken up this year, this election cycle, and we're involved as a group in voter education, issue advocacy activities there. Uh, That means we're sending mailers to citizens to inform them about where these candidates stand. And one race where we're doing that in particular might be the most important in the state, It's the District 9 state Senate race between Robert Scantleberry and Ava Birch. This race is a potential game changer. Scantleberry has signed the pledge to co-sponsor the term limits convention. In the primary, he knocked out an incumbent Republican who voted against us. He dethroned Tyler Pace, who was 
frankly, one of the worst people on term limits anywhere in the country, just unapologetically bad on the issue of term limits, career politician worshiper. But now, Scantleberry, after beating Pace in the primary, has got a super competitive general election on his hands against an anti-term limits Democrat. So he's trying to run the gauntlet here. He's trying to beat the Democrat in the general after unseating the bad Republican in the primary. And it's a race where we're monitoring it very closely to see what happens. And we've sent a bunch of mailers to inform citizens about where the candidates stand. So we're, we're tracking that one very, very closely. But a Scantleberry win would be a huge net gain in the Arizona Senate, possibly, depending on how the other races shake out, uh, exactly what would be needed to give the term limits convention uh, a majority in that chamber. In another Arizona race, House District 16, you have a unique situation where a pledge-signing Democrat, Keith Seaman, and a pledge-signing Republican, Rob Huddleston, are running in the same district as an anti-term limit incumbent Republican, Teresa Martinez. Arizona has multi-member House districts, so two of these three will be elected. There are two seats up for grabs, not just one. That's how you get away with having two Republicans running in the general election. But here, you see, it's sort of a microcosm of the term limits issue, because we've got bipartisan agreement on the need for congressional term limits, with Huddleston signing the pledge, Seaman signing the pledge. But Martinez being the odd woman out, so to speak, she voted against the term limits convention uh, in committee. So her opposition is clear. It's on the record. And um, she has made some uh, also really nasty statements against term limits in the Capitol press. A lot of very uh, fact-free and kind of unhinged stuff. It will be interesting to see what happens in this race. But you know, I can tell you, on balance, the Republican caucus in Arizona has been tremendous for the issue of term limits. They have been just stalwartly solid and supportive, with the exception in the House of Teresa Martinez, who's very, very bad. So we're watching that. It will be interesting to see what happens in this race. Um, you know, granted, Martinez is only one vote, but, you know, she could be poisoning the well uh, with other members if she sticks around, which might prove problematic. We'll be watching that one for sure. And then, man, I wish we had time to go in, uh, go in depth on all these state legislative races, but there are literally hundreds of them. Um, a few others that I'm tracking, Ken Ivory, who is uh, like an Article 5 and a term limits legend. He is one of the founders and, and leaders of the uh, Article 5 State Legislators uh, Caucus. He has been the tip of the spear on this issue, advocating for it and fighting back against the misinformation for years. Ivory is back on the ballot in Utah in District 39. I know he has a tough race on his hands, but he is a, he is a hard campaigner and he's highly respected in Utah, so I think he's going to emerge uh, victorious there. We are doing voter education uh, in his race. In Alaska, another uh, race worth watching. This is for um, State Senate District H. Uh, the State Senate districts have are lettered, not numbered, up in Alaska. Uh, there you've got a pledge signer, Mia Costello, incumbent state senator. has always been great on the issue of term limits. And she's being challenged by an anti-term limits uh, Democrat, Matt Clayman, who previously 
um, opposed this resolution when it was in front of the House Judiciary Committee, where he had served for a long time and had more recently, I believe, served as, as the chairman. So that one is obviously on our radar. It could be a paradigm shift in Alaska if Costello vanquishes Clayman, uh, certainly would eliminate one of the biggest anti-term limit, anti-Article 5 convention cheerleaders out there. Um, we will be watching closely and reporting the result of that assuming Alaska gets their results in time, reporting that result to you next week. But uh, Arizona and Alaska, these states are just the tip of the iceberg. We're also sending voter education mailers in North Carolina, Tennessee, Idaho, Indiana, Maine, Montana, Kansas, Utah, as I mentioned, Iowa. It's going to be uh, a very big night for our issue on November 8th and um it's a credit to all the people on our team, all the volunteers of U.S. term limits who've done the work to pin down these candidates and get pledges. There's nothing more important in the term limits world than getting candidates to put pen to paper and make a commitment before they are elected to support this effort. Because once they're in office, uh, once they're safely reelected, as we've learned, unfortunately, all bets are off. Um, but we've got the best team ever here, and they have done a tremendous job going round robin and getting all of those pledges this election cycle. So we'll be back next week with uh, an election report on how it went. Stay tuned. Thanks for joining us for another episode of No Uncertain Terms. The Turn Limits Convention bills are moving through the state legislatures. This could be a breakthrough year for the Turn Limits movement. To check on the status of the Term Limits Convention resolution in your state, go to turnlimits.com slash take action. There, you will see if it has been introduced and where it stands in the committee process on its way to the floor vote. If there's action to take, you'll see a take action button by your state. Click it. This will give you the opportunity to send a message to the most relevant legislators, urging them to support the legislation. They have to know you're watching. That's turnlimits.com slash take action. If your state has already passed the Term Limits Convention resolution or the bill's not been introduced in your state, you can still help. Please consider making a contribution to U.S. Term Limits. It is our aim to hit the reset button on the U.S. Congress, and you can help. Go to termlimits.com slash donate. Termlimits.com slash donate. Thanks. We'll be back next week. Find us on most social media at U.S. Term Limits. Like us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, LinkedIn, Instagram, and now TikTok. USTL. Yeah.